been a while since we've had a fire and brimstone homily, so I think this is the week to do it. And I really do think it's a week to do a fire and brimstone homily. But before I start this, this homily, I just want to reiterate, God is merciful. God is full of love. All we have to do is look at the cross. And we know that he is full of love for us. However, do we avail ourselves to that love or not? Do we avail ourselves to his mercy or not? Can we acknowledge that we need him? That's what it comes down to. Yes, he is merciful, but he gives us the option to choose him or not. You know, back in the day, if we could think of before Vatican II, we often think of preachers uh, preaching often of a fire and brimstone. And, you know, God forbid, if, if, uh, if you do this, you're going to go where? You're going to go burning in hell. This is what the kind of the preaching uh, would, would be like. But after Vatican II, this is kind of left a little bit, at least in the Catholic faith and, and for sure in the evangelical faith. All you have to do is turn on uh, Joel Olstein, right? And you have the prosperity gospel. You do good and God's going to bless you abundantly. Good to go. But we know that's not, not the truth. And we also know that Vatican II did not change the teaching on the reality of life after this world on the reality of heaven and on the reality of hell. This is what the Catechism of the Catholic Church actually speaks of, uh, on the reality of hell. And by the way, we've heard this saying before, but the greatest lie that the evil one, the devil can, the devil can tell us, and we believe, is that hell doesn't exist. It's a great lie from the devil. It's a great lie from the evil one. But we know it's a lie. It does exist, and there are people there. This is, what the, this is what the Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches. Jesus often speaks of Gehenna, of the unquenchable fire reserved for those who to the end of their lives refuse to believe and be converted, where both soul and body can be lost. The teaching of the church affirms the existence of hell and its eternity. Immediately after death, the souls of those who die in a state of mortal sin descend into hell, where they suffer the punishments of hell, eternal fire. The chief punishment of hell is eternal separation from God, in whom alone man can possess the life and happiness for which he was created and for which he longs, straight from the catechism of the Catholic faith. And of course, we hear about this today in Mark's gospel, these famous passages. If, you're, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed than of two hands to go into Gehenna into the unquenchable fire. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Better for you to enter into the kingdom of God 
with one eye than of two eyes to be thrown into Gehenna. This is what Jesus is telling us. If your sin, if your eye, your foot, your whatever, your phone causes you to sin, throw it away. Don't keep it by your bedstand, whatever it may be, right? This is what this is what Jesus is saying. He's using something called hyperboles to be really extreme, but to make a point. And the point that Jesus is making is that he wants us to be with him in heaven. This is why he speaks of the reality of Gehenna, of hell. Because he doesn't want us to be there. And so he's warning us against it. Do you know that in the scriptures, the person that speaks of hell the most is Jesus? It is. More than the Old Testament, more than the epistles, Jesus does. And it's not because he's trying to preach fire and brimstone. We know that he preaches the gospel, the good news of salvation. But he's saying, if you don't choose me, or if you decide to stay in this mortal sin, where are you going to end up? Not with me, he says, but in a place that separates you from God. And a place where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Jesus doesn't say this doesn't exist. He says it does exist and he doesn't want us to go there. So he uses this word Gehenna, by the way. And this is so that people would kind of have an image of what hell what would look like. A hen is actually kind of based off some words, so it's actually going to be a location, the space of Greek and whatever, but it's a location right outside of Jerusalem. And this is a place where total abomination would happen. Sacrilegious, human sacrifice, just so many bad things would happen in this place. You would never want to go there. You would stay awake because you knew it was a wicked place. It was a place of evil. And you would try to avoid it well, like the plague and even more. However, this is also the place that you would bring your trash. Maybe not you, but other people would bring their, their trash to this place. And what would they do? You see this in third world countries. They started on fire. You burn the trash. And so this is where Jesus says, the trash that's going to be burned is eternally. And who is the trash? Sinners. Us. Those who don't repent. What about this word as well, where the worm does not die? This actually comes from the prophet uh, Isaiah, I believe, chapter 66, which is of eternal punishment, of suffering. Who in their right mind would want to go there? Who in their right mind would want to go uh, to, to hell? It reminds me, I, I may have shared this before, but I, I one time had, a, had someone... Uh, a co-worker, not, not here at St. John the Baptist, but at a different parish, she was so excited because she was going to a concert. And the concert was Madonna. She was all excited, right? And I said, it's an interesting you're telling a priest you're going to Madonna, but whatever, I understand, right? And so she came back, and I was interested, how, how did it go? How was the concert? I was really excited for her. And she goes, Father, it was horrible. I left. And I said, why? Well, what happened? 
And she said, well, Madonna said this. This is straight from her words. I can't wait to go to hell with all of you. This is the belief that people think what hell is. It's a great party. That's not what Jesus says. It's a place where their worm does not die. And it's an unquenchable fire. Who in their right mind would want to go there? But we as a society don't think much of it anymore. We kind of let it go by. We think, you're okay, I'm okay, we're all okay. That's not what Jesus teaches. That's not what the church teaches. That's what the evil one wants us to believe. The Lord lets us choose. We can choose him and eternal life and heaven. Hopefully when I say that, your, your heart raises up a little bit, right? Like heaven, which we lofted up. Or with the free will that God gives us, we can choose sin and hell and eternal punishment. And I hope that does frighten you. And if it doesn't, then we have to examine. Do we really believe in the existence of heaven and the existence of hell? Jesus comes and tells us about this because he doesn't want us to go there. Because he is full of love. He's so full of love that he dies for us and opens up the gates of heaven so that we can be with him and his Father, right, eternally in joy and happiness and life. He doesn't want us to go there. But he can't force us. We have free will. We get to choose. But as we choose, if we choose the Lord, and hopefully we do, right? When we choose the Lord, it also means we have to say, okay, I need to repent of any sin. If there's any mortal sin in our life, we have to root that out. We have to cut it out. We have to pluck it out. We can't go through our life living and saying, yeah, I know I'm in mortal sin. I know I'm going against the teachings of the church, but it's okay. God is merciful. Yes, he is merciful, but we must repent and at least try to change. And even in venial sin as well. Going to the Lord and say, Lord, I am a sinner. I have fallen short, and I need your help. And guess what? He's there to help. He's there to give us his mercy. He's there to lend us more than a helping hand. He's there to show us the way. But we must acknowledge him and choose him. And if there's any sin, once again, to cut it out of our life and say, Lord, I need your help because I choose you. I choose eternal life. I choose heaven. And I know that with you, it is possible because you are my Savior. You are my Lord. You are my God. You are my everything. And so I renounce any of this sin. And I go to you, Lord, and I say, Lord, help me, and he will. Let's choose eternal life. Let's choose God.